Y'all, welcome back. Um, I'm excited, as always. Uh, this week it's going to be Vance and I talking, but um, but I'm excited. And I'm also, uh, I guess, maybe nervous or approaching this with some trepidation. So to start, uh, Vance and I are uh, we're two white dudes. So I mean, and and what I want to do is attempt to discuss the goings on in America right now. The, I mean, not necessarily the Black Lives Matter movement per se, which let's be clear. Black Lives Matter. Just say that straight out. But I, it, neither one of us knows what it's like to be black in America. We, but I, I, I don't want, I think what's best moving forward for society is maybe to have more discussions like these. And even though they are uncomfortable, and I, I admit I, it's, I'm slightly uncomfortable, I think it's good to, to open this back up. So, so more than just the Black Lives Matter, which again, they do. I can't believe we even got to this point. Like, dude, how did we get to this point where we even have to say that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why do we have to say that? But we need to say it, so let's say it. And I, it, So that's a thing. But I, I want to discuss just, I guess, the idea of racism in general. Understand why. Like, is, is it fear? Is it stupidity? Is it just learned behaviors? Is, is it, you know, primal, tribal, primal, primal, tribal instinct? Like, I don't, I don't know is what I'm saying. But I, I think Vance and I are going to try and dig in. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. Vance, Vance, I, I assume you feel, I mean, I know you do. You feel the same way here? Yeah, I um. I, I am very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. not because like I'm nervous about like what, um, my beliefs are, but I'm nervous about saying the wrong thing and like, you know, not really in any way, not showing support and like being a positive influence for all my black friends and, and black family members and, so yeah, I'm. This is the most nervous I've been. Yeah. Oh, dude, hundred percent. I mean, for for anybody that doesn't uh, know me on a personal level, I I, I redid a that Sublime song, uh, that that April 29th, nineteen ninety two song. I redid it for the, the you know the modern era, I guess, and just added new lyrics or whatever. And um, some people liked it, some people didn't. I'll link it in the show description, I guess, or whatever. But point is, I got blasted on Reddit. A bunch of people said that I was, <laughs> oh, dude, I got blasted. They said I was like virtue signaling. They were like, I'm, you you gave me douche bumps, I think was one, which honestly, that was clever. Oh, I, that's I'm, good. That was that was honestly really clever. Oh, but like, wow. I, spent, I spent a lot of time trying to craft that because I really thought I was trying to help. And apparently, I don't know that I did. So that's, I think that's what we're both aiming at here. Like, I want, we both want to help. We both want, like, I, I, again, I think it's good for these types of conversations to take place to simply just say, oh, I'm uncomfortable and to not talk, I think is worse. I think. So, I mean, it, it just upfront know where both of us are coming from. Like, obviously we're not, I, I'm not actively racist. I'm sure. And that's something I, I'm sure I've done some subconscious, you know, racially motivated things. I, I'm guessing I can't think of any, I certainly try not to, but I'm not going to act like I'm perfect. I know I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not flawless. So I'm sure I've done that. But I mean, just as, as a, you know, as a, as a, card to play vance you were just at the dc protests um so i mean it just what was the general vibe there that, that you got from it so i was actually so i went down on monday uh this past monday to just see what was going on like and to, to protest and i was there and like i did it during my work day because I'm privileged enough to be able to do that, which is really nice. I got to go out there, show my support. Um, and I was actually around Lafayette Square, like, I want to say three or four hours before the um, tear gas thing happened for the photo op. 
So the the presidential Bible photo op. Yes, you were I was, right there. I was there, but like three hours before. Fair. Uh, but I can tell you that three hours before, it was like just a bunch of people being very peaceful, protesting what's going on right now. Um, so there's that. And then we went on Saturday. Um, we went. They had a big um, like march and gathering, and we went down. I think it was 16th. And then now, which is then they turned on um, what is now Black Lives Matter Avenue or Boulevard, whatever Boulevard, it is. Either yeah. way, it's awesome. It's cool. Love it. It's awesome. Love yeah, it. it's it's really cool. Um, and then you know, of course, because like I am still also being very conscious about COVID stuff. I when I am down there, I'm doing this like literally. I feel like I'm. Um, like a running back, like looking for holes. So I'm like, okay, six feet there. There's six feet there. Yep. And I'm like, like weaving in and out, like, like doing that. So, um, but no, it was, uh, it was, um, it was really encouraging for me to see how many young people were there. Uh, that was really encouraging on the one on Saturday. Yeah. Um, it was really encouraging for me to see, um, I guess just to, to see it live um, and you know, I, I am this, this, this obviously needed to happen a long time ago. Um, but we, this needed to happen. It's just so terrible that all these people had to give their lives for something like even this to happen. Mm. Um, and for this kind of change to happen, but, um, on a, on a lighter note, did you see? Have you seen all the people with uh, the Rage Against the Machine thing? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, apparently, a lot of like racist white people did not know uh, what they were raging against and what the machine was. They play metal music. They got to be on Whitey's side. Like, <laughs> I like, saw somebody tweeted, "Like, what machine did you think they were raging against?" Yes, yeah, yeah I think that's it's the best one. Yeah, did, like, what do you think it was a laundry machine, a toaster? Like, get what, how have you not been paying attention? Uh, do you not listen to lyrics? Like, do yeah. you not? And have you seen them? Have you seen yeah, the band? Ever. Like, what, they, what? Like, they're not wearing suits. They're certainly not wearing like you know uh, Confederate flag garb. They're not wearing the what's the the police flag with like the blue yeah, line. The blue line. <laughs> I could see them burning that, <laughs> but, uh, Ugh. yeah, uh, that, that, um, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm laughing, but God, it's just like, that's how, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's, but that's, that's the, that's what we're up against. And when I say we are up against again, I know I, I have no idea what it's like to be judged based on the color of my skin or simply how I look. I mean, cle- clearly that I'm not said, but I at least want to be on that side. If we're choosing sides here, I, I'm obviously just so mean we're against people that are in my opinion, so dumb that they've been listening to a band for potentially 20 years without ever having truly understood a single lyric that they've said, like rolling down Rodeo. How do you not listen to the rest of it? Like, People ain't seen a brown skin man since my grandparents bought one. That's the like the biggest. How, how did you not hear that? That's the one that I'm like. Whoa. It's so blatant. It's so yeah. obvious that they're screaming against racism, and yet you did not know because you're so your head is so far up your own ass, and you're just <laughs> that racist that you won't even allow yourself yeah. to think it's possible. And like that's a good. That's a that's a very good question, Joe. It's like what? It's like what part of the pie chart does this involve? Like stupidity has got to be part of it. Yep. Then is like actual just deep-seated racism 
a part of it too, but then like systemic, like cultural, like, yeah, right. That's part of it too. But like fear, what? I think a huge portion of that fear, pie, yeah. fear is just, just scared of either the unknown or things being different or just, you know, I guess different and unknown are kind of the same thing, but just, just scared. When people are scared, they do stu- like, and this is just a random aside, but I was paddleboarding uh, Monday night and I, uh, I went down to like a little like river. It's on the Missouri here where I live. And I, I took a couple left turns, ended up in a spot that I hadn't been. And it was kind of getting dark. And like, it's the Missouri river in Pierce, South Dakota. There's no alligators. There's no, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing, but at one point a fish jumped and it like, it didn't land on my paddleboard, but it like bumped it. Like it jumped out of the water, bumped the side. I screamed like a bitch. <laughs> I screamed like a lit, like just high pitched, like an ass because I was just scared. So I instantly cut it and paddled home. I was like, I'm out, I'm done. And that's just, that's just how I act when I'm scared. And I was scared of a fish. I can't imagine. And it must, it, it, honestly, in a sense, I don't feel bad for these people, but I do in a sense feel bad for them. It must suck to be scared of your fellow man simply, but like, don't get me wrong. If somebody's walking up to you with a bat, I'm scared of that person. Like if they got a gun pointed at you, I'm scared of that person. But like, if that's just a dude walking down the street and you're just scared of black people, that's gotta be really difficult. It's gotta be like, I'm, I, I do in a small sense, feel bad. That like you have to go through day-to-day lives like that. Like, okay, that's so, suck. so I, I, I get your, I, I, I understand your point and I see what you're saying, but that actually hits on a point that like, I, I forgot who I was ranting about this too. I think it was, it was probably my wife for her. Um, <laughs> but okay. So it was about the Drew Brees thing. Um, for all of you that don't know, um, some reporter asked Drew Brees about, I think, did he ask him directly about Colin Kaepernick? I think he was about taking a knee specifically. Oh about Kaepernick man. Okay. Well, hey, now I'm not, me, but I'm pretty sure now I'm getting started. Okay. Oh God. Okay. Oh man. It's making Rage. me so angry. Rage. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah, reporter presumably asked him about taking a knee and Drew Brees responds with um, something along the lines of like, I don't want anyone disrespecting the flag or I won't tolerate anyone disrespecting yep. the flag or something like that. Yep. It. So what I did, I was like when I saw that, I was just like, all right. So I, what I did was I did a thought experiment and I pretended like I'm just some dumb person who has no idea why Colin Kaepernick is doing what he's doing, what Drew Brees is saying. And I just did a Google search and it took me, I want to say a minute and 30 seconds to find out why Colin Kaepernick, one, why Cap was kneeling, mm. that it was police brutality is the mm-hmm. reason why this dude is in your, and you're going to, and you're saying, so that, that's one, um, two, his decision to kneel during the national anthem that decision came from a former Green Beret yeah. who fought for this country to preserve one Colin Kaepernick having the ability to, to kneel on that, like to kneel during the national anthem. But two, like if he's got any, he's the one that told him to kneel. Apparently like there was like, and I already knew this, but I was like, this, I already knew this. But the point was, is that it took me a minute and 30 seconds for me to educate myself on this topic before like, just before spouting my mouth off. And the point, my point is, is like, yeah, Drew Brees is a 40 year old man. He has access to the internet. He has the privileges and the resources mm-hmm. to educate himself. Do, do the, the, the minute and 30 seconds to, to, to figure this, this, this out. It's inexcusable to me that you would say something like that. Um, and, and like, then Tony Dungy comes out and Tony Dungy, I don't know if you saw this. Tony Dungy was like, Tony Judge is a, a, a black coach. He came out and he said, you know, we shouldn't criticize Drew Brees because if we do that, 
whenever this happens, it stifles our ability to openly talk about it. And on first blush, I was like, okay. But then I was like, no, no, I agree. Yes, we should talk about it. Sure. But I vehemently disagree with the notion that we shouldn't criticize or point out blatant and willful ignorance. And we should have a conversation, but the conversation should be like, dude, what the hell are you doing? It takes a minute and 30 seconds to educate yourself on this. Stop saying dumb and sensitive stuff. No, that it's, it's a great – I mean and now it's a great point because nowadays ignorance is almost – it's not an excuse. It's not even – it shouldn't even be allowed. If you want to find out the reasons behind something, it doesn't take you – but I mean you, everybody has it in their pocket. Everybody's got a phone. Like it, your own ignorance is no longer an excuse. And to, to Dungy's point, which I hadn't heard yet, I, I, don't physically attack him. If you see him in the streets, don't run up and but call him an idiot. Like I, I think we're to that point. And I, and I will admit, like up until right now, and it's almost always white people, I mean, literally always white people. It, it, if I feel that they're not like, and I'm not super intelligent, I know this, but like if I feel that they're not that smart, I usually just let them say their stupid shit and then I just kind of like go along. Like I was, it, and I'm not gonna say any names, but like I literally had a person tell me, yeah, but like we were talking, this was before, this was about literally a year, year and a half ago. So it was long before any of this started. But they actually said, and I'm going to attempt to try and remember it because I didn't think about it until just this moment. But they said something like, yeah, I don't get it. Why do all these black guys in the NFL always commit all these crimes? I said, oh, I, God. I, I said nothing. I said nothing. But I, I'm, I'm kicking myself in, in past tense because I shouldn't have. And moving forward, it, usually because I just know that if you're saying something like that, in my opinion, you're too stupid to help. I can't help you. But – it needs to at least be publicly addressed that I disagree with you. At least ha that has to be said out loud just for me to be able to have peace about it moving forward. I can't passively allow that anymore because I can't like, I'm not going to hit you. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like hit you. Like, oh, how fucking dare you get out of my house. But I'm going to tell you, you're an idiot. I ha I moving forward. I have to, you know what I mean? Like, I think we have to at least be able to, and almost we should almost be required to that. No, that's, that's exactly my belief. Like ignorance should be, you can be ignorant, that's fine, but that there should be a carte blanche, like no holds bar. It should it should be pointed out that you're ignorant. You should be ridiculed for your ignorance. Yes. And you should you should be able to pile on that person as yes. you want. Verbally. And, just verbally. But I feel Don't like hit him. I get it. Yeah, but there's like this intersection of like this like almost like political correctness or like this idea that like just because you have a sincerely held very strong belief that that's the only thing that that other people have to respect that yeah in its own and that's not that's that's not that, their that level of, your level of conviction means i should just let you have that when just, i'm sorry but no not anymore it's like i'm entitled to my beliefs yes sure you are, yes and i'm entitled to believe you're an absolute moron <laughs> Yes, Absolutely. and then you're a racist. Yeah. Oh God, that's 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 the, and okay. So that okay. Why are people obviously racist people? Why are they so threatened by a simple phrase, three words, "Black Lives Matter"? Why do certain people feel the need when they see it or hear it or read it to instantly respond with "All Lives Matter"? And I'm a, I'm gonna go here, and if you don't want to go here, Vance, I totally understand. But it's only white people, only. White people say all lives matter. I haven't seen a single Mexican, Asian, any other race ever having said or written or posted all lives matter. It's just white people. Why are we so threatened by that concept? I don't, and I don't expect you to have an answer, but what, 
what is that about? Why does the, why are we instantly met with just this? Well, all all lies. Me, 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 me. All that. Maybe that's it. It's just selfish. It's just blatant selfish. It's the same. It's the same reason was why were people freaking the fuck out about players kneeling during the national anthem? Why? Like, yeah, like it's the same reason. It's it's. I think it's like it's probably got something to do with like deep seated systemic racism, them being racist themselves, them being ignorant and them wanting like everyone now wants some, some everyone now wants something to be indignant about righteously indignant about and upset about. Mm. And, Mm. and a lot of the times if you combine that with like, like racism and the history of our country, that's always going to be directed. At, if you have a chance to, to, to be mad at a black guy as a racist. Blame. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, here we go. I, I can knew finally it. Do my it. granddaddy was right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So I think that, I think it's, that's gotta be what it is. I, I think it's just like, it's just, it's the, I think the reason, I think the answer is like why George Floyd died. Why like this is happening is because, uh, you know, it's just that's I, I don't know if it's a good answer, but like that's why. Um, I see it. I mean, I, I mean, it certainly is one reason. I actually had an argument. Yeah, I, I had an argument with my dad uh, before. You know, this was a couple of years ago when uh, when Kaepernick was doing the kneeling thing, and he and and I considered my father uh, incredibly open minded, incredibly you know liberal and progressive and loving of all types. I don't think. I genuinely don't believe my father was racist. He might have been, and he kept it from me forever, but he never once said or did anything actively racist that I knew of. But when the Kaepernick thing came up, he flipped. He was like, how dare he blow? And I was like, dude, he's just, he's taking me. He's peacefully protesting. What's the problem? And his, his knee jerk first reaction was, well, he makes so much money. He needs to just do as he's told. And I was like, well, so <laughs> at what point is your check no longer, you now you can't have freedom of speech. You know what I mean? Like at yeah. what point do you now like, like dad, you make a lot of money. You're not allowed to say shit. Like if, if your dad told, if, if your boss told you, you're not allowed to have an opinion on something. Like, I know you would disagree with this. So like, I, I, I don't know if it's that too. It's like a jealousy thing because the only, like a lot of, the, I'm guessing here, I, I'm trying to put myself in a, in a place of people that don't have any black friends. People that are scared of black people definitely don't have black friends. So the only black people they see are incredibly successful ones like Beyonce or Kaepernick or millionaires, millionaires and billionaire. But so like they already are scared of them or hate them or both. And then they see the only ones they see are on TV and they're jealous. And that's like this perfect storm of fear, hatred, and jealousy that just comes out with, you shouldn't be allowed to do nothing. He did not. He took a knee. He did nothing. Nothing was affected physically. Nothing was affected. Nothing changed. And they lost their minds. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that, and when it was going on, it's like, I'm a very, I consider myself a very patriotic person. Um, Like I think I'm very, very patriotic. I think America is the is the greatest country in the world. Uh, however, my belief in that is rooted in like the Constitution and and like other ideals that don't that are. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is it's we have not been the greatest country ever. <laughs> what uh, we have written down and what we practice are two different yes. things. And yet, and yet Americans can show like, like this type of, of support and, and outrage and, and ability to, or want to change. Uh, 
like that's the part of America that I like. Um, all the people out there holding signs and risking their health and, um, you know, all the people that are, are devoting their time to doing this. That's, I guess what I like. So I, I, I'm not like an unpatriotic person, but like when I, when the, the Colin Kaepernick stuff was going on, I was like, wait, what's the deal here? Like, doesn't everyone, I thought one of our most like iconic Olympic images was the, the two fist raised. Yeah. First place and third place. I don't know. The yeah. First yeah. And third, in the seventies. And then I, I like Google it and oh, people were are mad, still stripped, mad at that. They stripped them of their medals. I didn't know that until like a week ago. Yeah. What the, what is going on? I, I didn't, I didn't. So like, even like my, like even I consider myself like a progressive person. I, even that was like a blind spot of something that I didn't even know Dude. that they had stripped their, they like, they, they, they took away their medals or something. They took away the medals. Like I thought, staggering. I always thought that was like a really proud moment for us i've seen that poster like i think you and i both know or at least i, I know where we at least once saw it, it was at a skate shop at uh, at atx skate shop in austin they had that oh, yeah. poster up behind the decks like when we go get new deck I, I remember seeing the both fists like the two dudes like i remember thinking like awesome. hell yeah like that's america like I, yeah. I in my mind that was a positive thing but yeah dude apparently for a lot of people not the most positive thing but okay it's, so yeah oh good no it, no yeah I, like, I think the best part of, of, I mean, especially of what we're talking about here, the, the people that are, in my opinion, true Americans that are out and, and protesting and using whatever voice they have, be it just, even if it's all you're doing is, is posting on Facebook, but you know half of your family and friends are going to hate what you post, but you still do it anyways, at least people are more willing to take a stand. And physically taking a stand is this thing that I saw only on Twitter and only in videos. I, I haven't been privy to it in real life, but these things called privilege walls which is when, and this is just according to what I've read and what I've seen, when, when the cops are getting a bit testy and pushy and whatnot, and it's a crowd full of, you know, a diverse crowd that's protesting, they literally yell privilege wall and a bunch of white people run up to the front. And apparently it actually works. Apparently the cops actually calm down. That's Fucking why? Good. I'm glad the people that are willing to do it are, are more willing and, and proud and, and, and not scared enough to, to go take that stand. And thank you for doing it. They're awesome. Why does that work? What? If you're scared of black people, just in general, you shouldn't become a police officer. Just period. Why are you choosing to do that profession? Why are you choosing when you know you're going to interact with all white walks of life? Why are you choosing to do that if you're genuinely scared of black people? I don't get it. And again, well, I know you don't have an answer, but what the fuck? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's. I think I think it's it involves maybe more about being scared, but also having hatred and and terrible thoughts about black people or anyone of of any minorities. And so you you, it's power. Um, it's you know being racist. It's you know they they like. I don't know I, if we want to get on a, a police tangent. Cause like, I don't know, there's, uh, what can I say? Um, I, uh, I'm a plaintiff's attorney. I know a lot of, uh, a lot of wonderful, amazing defense attorneys who are on the front lines of like social justice every day. And they deal with cops a lot. And uh, I guess I can just go far to say that I have never like it's shocking um, what I've heard about and seen on witness stands from cops. Um, 
just and I think that reflects like their training and stuff like that. I'm not anti-cop. Like, don't don't quote me on the show being anti-cop, but something's wrong when they're just killing black people um, and have been and have been for hundreds of years. Yeah, I, I you know I think we, you know maybe we should ask ourselves. Maybe it's like if you are very pro cop and I, and I, I, I understand that that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not like anti police or anything like that. Um, but you gotta like evaluate and you have to look and see why this is happening. And when you've got to change it, right? Like, Oh yeah. Don't don't you? I I, I think, I think at a baseline, we are now at the level of technology that every cop should be absolutely required to wear a body cam. And if, but they do and they film it and it doesn't matter, but if it does, but they always, it always happens to go out or there's some glitch or the video. If that's the case, if, if your, if your thing goes out or you forgot to charge it or you dropped it or you broke, then I think the plaintiff gets off immediately. And I know that's probably not a good thing. I I, I admit that will probably, but that would be a start. At least like if you, if you claim to, you know, just the footage disappeared Dude's innocent. That's on. It's on instant. Yeah. Like I think that has to. That's at least a, a step one. I, I mean, look, and I, I'm sure there's plenty. Like I, I'm clearly not a legal person. Like the only thing I know about the police. Like my father worked for the Fort Worth Police Department for a while. He wasn't a street cop. He was just like he was in you know the office doing shit. He wasn't. He never made an arrest or anything. But like, and, and only because he has now passed would I even share this information because I wouldn't want to sully his reputation or his you know relationships with them. He knew there was plenty of bad cops. He, he said usually about eighty twenty. 80% are great. 80% are great. Yeah. But 20% is bad. And that's not a handful. That's not a, that's not a couple of bad apples. It's 20 fucking percent. Yeah. That's a yeah. huge number. Yeah. Of bad is. because, and I'm guessing it's probably any organization. 20% are probably shitheads. Yeah. And if you like, if you're going to, if you're going to impart this much power on someone, you, you, you need to have a system that will ensure that that power is properly placed that's why for lawyers, we have a lot of power. Um, a lot of people trust us and we have um, seven years of schooling. Um, we have to take all these hard tests and then we have to take this really, really hard test. And then we have to pass all these ethics requirements yeah. and we're subject to ethics boards and your license can be taken away. And why that doesn't exist. Um, I, I I mean, I know why, because it's like systemic, but yeah. Um, it's dude, it, did you see it happen? Did you see that one? Somebody was holding a sign or whatever. She was like a hairdresser or something, and she said, "I had to take uh, 1,500 hours to become a hairdresser." And cops yes, had to, cops had to take eight hundred and fifty. I'm Google eight hundred forty. Yeah. Finally loaded eight hundred and forty yeah. to be a cop. Fifteen hundred to be a hairdresser. Like that's that's not uh, okay. You know, my favorite response to something like that is, well. You know, technically it depends on your jurisdiction and like some cop, like in my jurisdiction, cops are quite, it's like, bro. Okay, fine. I get that. There's plenty of good cops. I do believe that. But come on, like this needs to change. Like there's stop, like stop, like let go, let go of this. Let's change. Let's, let's, why, why are you right now on the internet arguing with Cops needing more training. Why? Yes. Why would you? Why would you hate on that? So it's the same thing. It's the exact same logic of why can you not just say Black Lives Matter? I was in, an, and I wasted my time, and I admit this. I was on uh, a, a friend that we both have. I'm not going to say her name, but I was on her Facebook page, and it was her and some other dude. And dude, of course, was an old white dude, and they were arguing about the cops thing, and we we're going back and forth. And he would never say Black Lives Matter. 
She just said at one point, she goes, well, you just admit that black lives matter. And he goes, I'll admit that all lives matter. And so of course I jumped in at that point. Like, cause I just, yeah. you know, I, I, mean, I know, I know this is not going to go anywhere. I know I'm about to waste the next three hours of my life and I certainly wasted it. But what is it that you can't just say, you're right. Cops do need more training or you're right. Black lives matter. Why is it that this resistance is instantly stirred up that that something inside you that your core set of values is so angry or so volatile at this that you have to say, well, not black, it's all lives. And it's, it's again, yeah. it's me. It always comes back to, well, not black, because I'm not black, and me, me, me. All lives, because me. I, I genuinely think that's what it is. It's they're, they're, just, they're just scared at their, at their soul. They're just scared. They, so they, I think, so I think with this, I think that now that I'm, I like, because when you brought that up, I like didn't have an answer, but I think, one of the things I'm thinking about is like the idea why the the two words white privilege gets everybody. Oh yeah. man! Is oh that? man! People you freak out. That. And I think it's because like one, unlike black people, white people are not used to being defined by the race, mm. and that makes them uncomfortable. And then the other thing mm. I think is that I think the more I think the the more overarching one is that. When you say privilege, there is a um, there are you know there is a big wealth disparity gap in America, and when you say privilege, people are they hear that and they say that doesn't belong to me. I'm not privileged. I'm I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I'm a white guy, like so. I think it stirs up that type of ignorant stuff. Dude. I'm not going to say her name because we both know her again, a different person we're talking about earlier, but I said the same thing. I was like, well, you and I were both, we're privileged to be white people. And she goes, I was raised with a single parent who worked 50 hours a week. I had to earn my own. I'm still in debt for school. And I had had to take all my loans myself. My parents, my mom never gave me my money. I never met my dad. I'm not privileged at all. And I was like, agreed that I myself coming from a two parent household where my parents were, we we were middle-class. I am white privilege. I admit that. But the very fact that when you get pulled over by the police, you're not scared for your life. I've been pulled over, and this person had to. We both admitted we used to speed a ton back in the day. I got so many speeding tickets back in the day. Literally, I think I got 12 or more. <laughs> my, my poor folks and my insurance was out there. Yeah, I never once was worried. Literally, never once, e- ever, was I ever worried. Except for one time when I had some stuff in the car that I probably shouldn't have. But that's a whole other <laughs> We're going to keep going. I never once was worried, ever. And as a black person, I apparently they're scared fucking always. I can't imagine what that's like. I really the, can't. You know what? You have the privilege to not, Yes, that you just get to imagine it. It's not Dude, your reality. I, I saw somebody tweeted something like white privilege, like, you know, one of the tenants or some, I'm going to butcher this, but doesn't matter. Point is white privilege is learning about uh, racism instead of experiencing it, exactly. which is exactly what we're doing. Our generation. I mean, we've always known racism exists, but like it is so in your face nowadays and that's it's still it is i still read stuff every day on reddit or whatever where i'm just like jesus really yeah Gee, like re- like really whereas yeah. you know i'm i'm assuming plenty of people are like yeah how did you not like i've been living this always yeah like, fucking always. my reality yeah it's yeah. just this is life yeah so anyway uh just just as a left turn here because i don't know where else to go um have you seen do you ever browse the subreddit public freakout on Reddit. Oh, of course. And then dude, actual, act, actual public freakouts. Yes. Um, oh, dude. There's like so, I, I, all those. 
Dude, it's basically at least public freakout itself. It's just it's a video compilation of just you know the stereotypical Karen, you know the, the quote unquote Karen nowadays yes, yes. freaking out at Burger Which, King. Which, by the way, employees. we we do not endorse on this podcast because John's mom's name is oh, Karen. She's an angel, and Karen. She's, if you ever listen to this, I love you. You used to take us camping and put up with our dumbasses for hours on hours on weekends yes, on a, three, four days. She's a wonderful love lady. Her. So there are plenty of Karens. She is an angel. So that's just. But we can we but, can use it. But we're still gonna. We all know who I mean when I say Karen. And screaming at Burger King employees or screaming at guests. First of all, white or black, Mexican or Asian, if you're working at Burger King, you don't control shit. Whoever, if you're yelling at the person behind the counter at Burger King for telling you the rules, they don't make the rules. So you're, you are dumb for screaming at them. But then my point is, or even the people that are, you know, screaming because there's a line at Applebee's or people that are screaming because traffic is slow. Have you noticed? It's always white people. Always. It's never ever anybody else it is 100 i will stake that claim find me a video anybody out there listening all our millions of fans it's always white people because we're not used to being inconvenienced just like and the reason i said that is because we're not used to being stereotyped or put in a box or classified by a race we're not we're used to being so free that we can't even handle a couple of weeks without a haircut we literally we went crazy <laughs> yeah that that built-in like socioeconomic and societal advantage that we have yeah. like, we don't even realize or at least we yeah. don't even admit to it because we're just so used to it, it it's ridiculous it, it, it really is yeah i mean i think you know i um i have the i guess i have the luxury of um just i've been so exposed to um like lauren's work is so lauren does criminal defense and like it's just yeah so those stories that you're talking about about the really it's like I've heard so many of those that here's an example. Um, Lauren, um, before she was at her current criminal defense job, she did appellate work. And do you remember this is kind of a little bit off topic, but I think it, it's still interesting. The remember the making a murder. Oh, yeah. Um, so when Lauren did appellate work, like she would see these trials and she was like, Oh, making a murder. That was actually like not that bad. Like there's way worse ones than that. Then the so Brendan that just happens all the time. Then Brendan Dassey. Yeah. 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 Like way talk worse. that poor kid into admitting a murder. He clearly never did. Oh, she, she was like, that's not even like that bad of a case. <laughs> She's like, I've seen way worse. And it usually involves minorities and it usually involves like just not, you know, it's a whole, it, this, this topic like touches so many things. Um, the that, roots go so deep. Yeah, and it's because we uh, do people just not also realize that we are the only Western democracy that fought a war that killed more people than any other war we've ever fought over owning black people. Owning black people. Yeah, slaves, are, literal slave human beings. Yeah, so like you're someone in your lineage right now, like was part of that. Guaranteed. Uh, and, and people are like, why are they writing? Well, <laughs> well, they tried to kneel. Yeah. They tried to kneel and y'all didn't let them kneel. Dude. So you, 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 they might be a tad angry and that anger might express itself, uh, in certain ways. And I love how I love how, whenever the writing comes up, I love, I, I don't love, but I love how it's always, that's what they focus on. Mm -hmm. That gives them an out to Property. them. It gives Property. them out. Things. They, they don't, they're not talking about like 
the, lives. The, the, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, no one has ever gone back when they've been like these these uh, hooligans just uh, you know destroying these things. They have never gone back. And George Floyd has entered their 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 conversation or their lips mm-hmm. after that. That's the end. They, they never bring back up humans. Yeah, it's like they don't they don't actually care. They just they got an out to 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 not like think and to challenge themselves. And yeah, that that makes me mad too. No, it's the easiest. It's uh, this is going to be a bad joke and a terrible tie-in, but I've seen a couple of memes where they're like, when I'm arguing on the internet and I'm losing my argument, but the other person makes a grammatical error, I just focus on that. <laughs> it's the same shit, yeah, but way called? worse. But it's the yeah. same shit. It's it's your straw man. You go, well, all these, they're violent. They shouldn't be violent. So they've been fucking murdered for yes. hundreds of years, and you're mad they're violent. I saw a lady at one of the protesters. It was a white lady. She was pregnant. She was holding a sign that said, if I ever had to, if I had to worry that when my kid goes out for Skittles, it might not come back. Or if my kid, you know, or if my kid gets pulled over for speeding, he might not live. If, if I had to worry about all of that shit or like, you know, the eight minutes on his neck, I'd burn this whole goddamn city down. Yeah. And at the, I've never felt like I've been angry this entire time. Like there's, there's like, you know, the, my skin just kind of crawls. Cause like, you know, I, I want to be able to do something. Like, yeah. I can't fight a cop. A, I'm not that good at fighting. Like, I, you know, I try, but I'm not. And B, like, I'll go to jail forever. They'll shoot me. So, like, clearly. But I, it, it, you just get so mad because when it when it personalizes like that, you're like, holy shit. Like, I got two kids. If I had to worry about that shit, I would literally murder everyone. I would destroy everything if I thought that that was. And people like this, black people, Mexican people, anybody, they've been, this is just a reality they've had to accept yeah. since forever. And you know, I the, can't imagine. You know, the top comment on that, um, that Reddit post that you just no. said? It was yeah. like, no, that does not give them an excuse to destroy yeah. to destroy others' lives. Fuck you! It's like well, fuck you. All right. I hate these people. I seriously, okay. I'm I'm so. And these are the people that we have to start shouting down. That I I have passively allowed for way too long, but yeah. I have to start openly and loudly shouting these people. Just down. just ridicule them like that. Yeah. That's why that is the that is why like um, one of my favorite quotes is the. Um, uh, Martin Luther King quote the I'm gonna butcher it but mm-hmm. the the arc of history is long but it curves and towards towards justice or something along those lines yeah, right yeah, yeah so we're and I tell that to Lauren because Lauren was obviously very upset about um uh certain um election results at a certain time in our lives and I'm not gonna say which ones those were yeah she was like she was a big George W Bush supporter. <laughs> she's not um <laughs> but um yeah like i think i think the reason why like i have some optimism about what's going on is because one like again i probably just don't ha- it's not my reality so of course i can have optimism about it but the other thing is that like we do have a constitution and we do have like the right and we do have the first amendment so, and the reason why it's so expansive and the reason why we don't define, we, our hate speech is defined way more liberally than Europe. And the reason why is because the idea is, is that you need to foster, like you have to foster discourse. You, you cannot suppress ideas. Once you start suppressing them, it gives them power. Get them all out in the open and then ridicule the people that are being dumbasses. That's the point. Like that you get when they're out there, you point them out and you just make 
just make fun of them and just ridicule them and point them out and and do everything you can to fight against them because at least now like what is the i think i saw an article of like the thing that um this presidency has done the the most and we don't have to talk about the presidency or anything like that but it's like he has uh or this has brought out into the light the people that we needed to see in the light where they maybe would have been in the shadows before this. Mm-hmm. And so, but now, but the thing is we have to do something about it. And you're right, Joe, like, it's like, dude, like, what do I, what am I doing? I like, I, I know I'm not doing enough. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Um, but I think that's natural. Yeah. But it, that's because I mean, literally all I can do is just, is, is just ridicule, ridicule people. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I'm good at insulting people. I, I will get, I will pat myself on the back. I don't know that I have a ton of life skills, but if I need to just string together a, a slew of insults, I can usually do it. So I guess that's what we have to start doing. Uh, and in an attempt to do that, I want to roll out uh, the, for the first edition of this new game. Uh, this game is called dumb, scared, or racist. And I'm going to pick some people uh, recently in the public eye, you know, online and videos and CNN news and Fox News and all that anyways. And I want to discuss what we think they did and why or what what we think the reasons for what they did were. Why why are they acting the way they are? So the first guy, uh, if everyone saw the, uh, the old white guy that parked his car in the middle of a demonstration and pulled out a bow and arrow. Yeah, do you bow, think and arrow, bow and arrow bow. guy. Oh, and I got uh, I got to look this guy up because I got to see what he looks like. <laughs> Uh, that's the most that's the most that's the worst thing i could say on this topic I mean, but he's i did like, like an old dumb white guy so it's, white guy yep. yeah okay, he's an old pudgy white guy guaranteed uh but yeah so in your opinion who's he shooting at he didn't fire a single fucking arrow but what is what, what, he was just he, aiming it at everyone just that's everyone the at the cops Literally too? Being, just i doubt it i doubt it i don't know that for a fact so clearly i don't know but he was aiming it just oh at yeah the look crowd at that Would you look at that stumped him and I'm not saying I advocate for physical violence against human beings, but beat the um, shit out of that guy. If he's anyone's pointing a weapon at you, weapon at you, you can you. respond with physical violence. So, in your opinion, is he dumb? Is he scared? Or is he racist? Uh, 100% racist. Yep, I that have racist man, written down. That man, written down. that man got up from his cow, from his, sorry, from his like really like gross, like Ugh. crusted Ugh. over. Like lazy couch. boy from 88 yeah the the coors lights actually no excuse me he's not that classy keystone lights fell off his, his his lap the cheetos got, yeah. have been just crusted he put he you know he, he put his maga hat to the side and it was like okay no i'm not gonna wear that to this got into his car well no, sorry he loaded up his bone arrow got into his car drove down here and then did that yeah you're racist He's racist. Now, there's also yeah. a caveat because according to Reddit, and I don't know shit about bow and arrows, uh, somebody pointed out he was holding it upside down. He was <laughs> aiming it over the back with literally oh, the handle upside down. So he's racist for sure. He might be a little bit dumb, but fair enough. Um, did you see the solo Nazi guy that showed up? No. He got, he got screamed at and talked down to and eventually literally ran away. So, I mean, I think that that leads into obviously what he was doing and why he was doing it. But he showed up wearing a fucking Nazi shirt, get a Nazi tattoo on his arm. Do you think he's dumb, scared or racist? I think you got to go with racist on that one. I think once you're getting into Nazi. Probably all of these you could call racist. But in my opinion, I think that guy's scared. That's I mean, A, he ran away when confronted. But I think all Nazis are scared. I think they're just scared little pussies. Like I really, dude. Do. I, dude. I rant about this all the time because everyone's like, 
oh, I'm scared about what's going to happen if like, you know, like, like these people with the guns and, and, and showing up and, uh, to, you know, that are spousing hateful, yeah. um, uh, shocker. They're, 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 they're white. Always. Um, Always. yeah. And I, I just say the same thing, Joe, I'm like, they're, 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 they're little pussies. And I know they're that's scared, like, children. yes, they're like, they're, dude, they're not, they're, they're the opposite. They're like, to sum it up, it's like, I don't know. It's like, um, how do you explain it? It's like, I saw a quote the other day to that explain this phenomenon of like, um, like, I don't know, man, I got to use, I, I think I have to use Trump as an example here. And I know that's like, I shouldn't do this, but here's the point of like, people see Trump as a very like strong, yeah. like, a, like authoritative, like yep. he's like the man, right? Big father figure. Yeah. And I'm just going to read this. Uh, I think it was a comment on Reddit. Um, cause it's literally, it's like, I just, it took two seconds to Google this. Um, it just says, this is, this is the biggest alpha strong man sending a useless cease and desist letter to CNN because it doesn't like the fact that, that his polling is losing. This guy is the biggest coward the GOP has ever backed. Uh, he's a victim of everything. He's a cry, like he's a oh, cry yeah. baby. He's everything. So unfair. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's like, like. It, it's just they they these I I'm not scared of these people. No, um, not one bit. I am scared for though I am scared for people if that makes sense. Like I'm scared. Oh, yeah. I think like, attack. if they if they find like a random black dude in an alley and there's five of these fuckers, I think that and they're assholes and they'll do that. Or just yeah, just also the, I mean the whole thing, the whole like like overarching thing of like there's black people being murdered by cops and and by white people. Just, just like the, the dude jogging. Oh my god! Like that's not. I didn't even have that written down like, to even bring that up. But that's a whole set. Like that's a whole other thing. Just the fact that your neighbor, he fucking lit. Like he's just jogging. He lived nearby. Clearly, he could. He wasn't jogging for like eighty-eight miles. He lives nearby, and you just felt like you needed to kill him because you're racist or dumb or scared. I don't know. You're yeah, all. Yeah, it's just. Uh, it's it's it's. Yeah, I mean, it explains why what's going on is going on. Yeah, um, apparently there's just that many of us, like that many people in this country that have just been like hiding in the shadows. Like Trump really did bring him out. Like that's yeah. scary. It's the scariest part, but maybe it did, you know, much like a like a moth to a, a light. Maybe Trump is the light that brings all of these assholes out, and we can squash them like the the insects, like the vermin they are. I hope. Yeah. I, that's, that's the only hope, I suppose. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. I'm I take a line of like. I don't know. I don't like the, oh, we should just talk about it. We should talk about it. Yeah, we should. That's what we have to talk about. That's, but, talk about it. That's well, while I'm talking to you, I'm going to say all these things to you. Oh, yeah, uh, the more I but, talk about it, the angrier I get. And I can't imagine, like, like it, yeah. I, I haven't exactly gone back and listened to, like, an MLK speech in a while. But the passion that he has in his voice that I can still just recognize upon just thinking about it, like, I, I, I don't get it clearly. I, I I never will get it, but I at least can see where that's coming from. He's screaming on top of the mountain for thousands on thousands of millions of people and their lives have been jeopardized and just marginalized since forever. I can't. I, yeah, it's funny. It's like you get mad. It's like you're mad, but it's like not. It doesn't even affect you. No, that's and the you're thing. mad. And I'm still mad. I can't imagine yeah. that. Like, Jesus, dude. I can't. I can't imagine being a father or a mother 
you know, like your mid forties and your kid's like 16. Yeah. And you know, your kid when, once they're like, if, if you just have a, 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 just speaking as like, you know, as a father, my kid is huge. Braden is for whatever reason, I'm not big. My wife's not big, but my four-year-old is the size of most six-year-olds. And he usually plays with a lot of six and seven-year-olds on the playground. And they tend to ask me why he doesn't get a lot of their games because he's just massive, but he's still only four. So he doesn't yeah. get it. If I had a massive kid and the, the kid was black, like once they're 14 or 15, you know, every racist is scared of them, especially cops. So like I would be, I would be losing sleep every night. I would be scared constantly of just being a large black person. I can't, imagine that like it's so god it's so awful i can't believe we've gotten to this point like i realize i'm just on, on a loop here but like it I, I get so angry and frustrated and nauseated by it genuinely sick of it but i don't yeah. know what to do you know what i mean like yes vote obviously i'm gonna fucking vote but like what the fuck else i want to do so much more i guess yeah i mean pro there's like you know you protest yeah speak speak out whenever you, it comes up um, donate your time, donate your yep. money. Donated, um, I donated last night. I got, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that did had to. Felt like yeah. I had to. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't have I, a ton I, of extra money, but I do have some. So, like, here you go. Please put it to good use. Yeah, and I think you know. I think that's you know, the, just try. I think because yeah. I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. That's the simple, um, dude. Yeah. Just like that guy's trying to hold the bow and arrow the correct way, but he just upside down. Wait, is that it? Was that the end of our list? Uh, no, I got a couple more. All right, so okay, have you yeah. seen the cops that were slashing tires of cars that were parked to the protests? Yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah, I've got what I think. What dumb, scared, or racist? Oh man, that's a tough one. I think that's just dumb. Yep, I got dumb. That's, that's yeah. what I got. That's that is accurate. Yeah. Uh, the dude, this was bad. Did you see the Fox News uh, graph that linked black people dying to the stock market rise? Oh, Bro, no, they did, did that. You see that? Oh my oh. god, dude! Oh my god! <laughs> they literally now they later apologized for it. Oh, okay. It still, got, it still got put on air, which means at least a dozen people saw it and approved it, or whatever. Ha. Is that dumb? Is that scared? Or is that racist? That is something else. That is well, of course, it's racist, but that is money driven. Yeah, it's instigatorial. They're doing that. On yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a reason. They're, racist, it's absolutely that. They have a market that they need to um Dude. they need to reach. So Dude. Yeah, it's my I'm sending I'm sending a, a cease and desist letter to them though for that. Do that. That's gonna Oh dude, and just to circle back, Trump is a bitch. He hid in the bunker. When shit went down, he hid in the fucking bunker. Yeah. Like, it proved that theory straight away. But all right. The uh the fifty year old man on his bicycle who physically more or less, not like violently attacked, but who manhandled teenage girls yanking the signs they had made out of their hands wait was this the, this is a dc was it i, I think don't he looks I crazy i think is a dude he's a fourth one he's not yeah i think he's crazy <laughs> wait man signs wait i thought he was yeah maryland <laughs> in maryland yeah yeah he's from maryland yeah that guy he's fucking crazy and, and wasn't there like little kids they were 14, dude. They were 14 year old girls putting up signs oh, about George Floyd, and he hopped off his bike. So, what do you call him? Dumb, scared, or racist? I mean, the girls were white, to be fair. They were white. Obviously racist, but um, also, I think there's a um, little bit of mental illness uh, going on there, too. From what? I'm, I'll call him a male character. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. No, look at him. 
Look at like the, wow. I'm sorry, but anybody that wears all that all that much like bicycle <laughs> When you when you have like the super tight shirt and the super tight shorts and the slick, not just the regular helmet, but the one that's like aerodynamic, like bro, you're biking on a trail in the woods. Like you're you, not that air. You How need fast to keep your, you're going, dog. If you are in spandex and a helmet and yeah. all that bike gear, you need to keep your head down. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. You gotta keep wind resistance. Like I like I I haven't been on a bike in 20 years, but I bet you I can go just as fast as you without any of that shit, just because. Like, like, a, like take a guy giving a speech in a suit and then put him next to the guy in that kind of outfit. Like like no matter what comes out of your mouth, yes. whatever your actions are, instantly you're gonna, yeah, you're instantly gonna, yeah, you're not yeah. uh it's not gonna work out for you. And was he in his like little spikes where they like yes. he, like clacking around the video, the video he's walking over them he looks like i shouldn't laugh but oh no, god I mean, you have to laugh that's, that's yeah the point. I, it's, I, it's, we have to laugh at these people we yeah can't and take then, them seriously. we can't yeah and uh, they, they're they're they are um they're prosecuting him yeah no right? as, as i hope he goes to jail for years but he probably won't but i hope he does i really do like that's he probably scarred that poor girl that 14 year old girl got not but physically manhandled by a 50 year old man. Like what she has to, her view of the world now had just been shook, which maybe it needs to, I don't know, but fuck that guy for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one I got on the list, Mitt Romney. Oh, I'm, no, gonna, I'm gonna call racist. him none. No, I'm gonna call him none. I really am. He, he's, he's, I purposely put him on the list because he ain't racist. And he, I don't see it. He's, he's kind of weird with his religious beliefs. We don't got to go down that road. He's clearly not scared. He went and he went and protested, so he's not scared. Yeah, he's not yeah. down because he knows that's how he's going to get reelected. He he's going to look really good as far as the only GOP guy that's looking really good lately. I mean, at this point, like it's it's like at this point, come on, everyone, just uh, like if you're not, I, mean, you're not, I get that you're trying to stay solidarity, but what are you doing? Who are you who are you solidifying with anymore? Remember when like Biner's of women was like, that was my Halloween costume. Cause it was so that like, was funny. It's fucking rid- awful. Yeah. I get, but, that's, but again, you have to be, this parody has to be a thing. Satire has to be moving forward. But that's what, that, that was our parody back then. That was, um, controversial. Uh, that was the worst we had. God, I missed uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, two more, two more, uh, the police officers that claimed rioters broke into a Rolex store and stole $2.4 million worth of watches. Rolex later confirmed zero watches were stolen as zero watches were even in that store in the first place. It wasn't a Rolex watch store. It was a Rolex accessory store. So the police that blatantly lied about $2.4 million worth of watches being stolen, dumb, scared, or racist. This is my first scared one, but scared slash scared as well. Scared as well. God damn, dude. I think we, you've nailed every single one that I put down. I mean, you know, with extras and maybe you know, craziness for the bike guy. But literally, you've nailed every single one that I'm going for. Last one, and I shouldn't go here, but I'm going to. Donald Trump. Dumb, scared, or racist? All. All the above. I have all three written. <laughs> yeah. God. I mean. <laughs> Why I have all three written down is because of Martin Gugini or Gugini. I don't Uh-oh. know. He's a 75-year-old dude that was pushed down, bleeding on the sidewalk, and Trump tweeted that he was part of Antifa and it was a setup and all that bull shit. I guess while he was getting pushed to the ground, he was secretly scanners. He was in scanners, bro. He was going to black out their technology, (laughs) whatever that even means. Do you know who Martin Gugini is? And I only knew – I found out who he was this morning. He works for Push 
which is a foundation that focuses on getting affordable housing for low-income New Yorkers. Well, I mean, he's yeah. part of Illuminati. He's an asshole, apparently. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's one of the best dudes ever. He's a 75-year-old white man trying to get free or at least cheap housing for poor black dudes in New York. And the, Trump is The thing that's like saddest about that video was, to me, was when – have you seen the video? Yeah. It's when after he gets pushed over and the cop that pushes him over kind of does feel bad. Yeah. And he like goes to pick him up, and the other cop's like, "No, no, no, no. we we don't do that." <laughs> no, bro. That's I, there's so many videos like that. There are yeah. so many videos. Like, like one cop took his shield off and took a knee, and like three or four other cops ran and picked him up and carried him away. Like, no, you're not going to show that. Yeah. To, like, it's they, they, all cops right now are probably scared. Some are yeah. dumb. And some are racist. I, I'm not. You know, I, I'm going to just trust my father. Eighty percent, twenty percent. I bet twenty percent are dumb and twenty percent are racist. But I'm willing to bet most are scared. And, yeah. and it's not, it's not necessarily all of their faults. The 80% that are good, you know, I'm just assuming it's not their fault. You know, genuinely they've, they've never done a racist thing. They've only arrested people that were going over the speed limit. You know, people like me, I get that. It's fine. <laughs> I deserve to take it, but it's the other 20% that ruined it for everybody. And I can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine what it's like to be a black man in America or woman or anybody, but I also can't imagine what it's like to be a good cop right now. Knowing like, what can you do to save your fucking, you know what I mean? Like your name has been sullied probably forever like this whole our entire generation isn't going to forget this anytime soon yeah let's just let's just hope that they just do something about it like you know that's the only thing we can hope for is that but i mean there's so much stuff has to change like i don't know we we don't have time to get into it now but like have you seen the data about how there's been like studies about how they weed out people um based on their iq yeah 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 Anybody to freely think they don't want. Yeah, and like the the whole military aspect and 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 influence and all that stuff. But I think I I, you know the I am like hopeful um, because it looks like you know people. It looks like something's going to happen. I hope. Um, I just hope that. People don't let off the gas, you know. That we can't. This, this isn't a one-time thing. This, this doing this one like, weekend or like something like that, you know. This has to be a, even if you're not protesting every day. I get that some people do still have to work, but if you can't protest, obviously do it. But just the idea that this, these topics keep getting brought up, this this envelope keeps getting pushed, and obviously vote, Jesus Christ, but vote, but that. that, that I mean, I, I do think that a lot of the people that are are, are, the, are the the all lives matters are over 40s. That's not to say that everybody over 40. I know plenty of people over 40 that aren't, but I'm willing to bet most of the all lives matter are over 40s and even more, most are over 60. I'm willing to bet that it's a generational thing that will eventually, I mean, they're going to die off. Like the yeah. people that are like staunch Trump supporters. Yes, there's plenty of just racist motherfuckers that are going to want that. You know, that's fine of all ages and fine, but the general surge of support for this old guard, this old regime is literally old. So I think that I, I'm with you. There's hope in the future. I hope it's faster than slower, but slower is definitely coming. It, it, it can't be stopped. For sure. I agree. Well, hell yeah. Anybody that made it through this stuff. Um, yeah. Go I'll, Again, I'm going to link my song that I made that I hope you don't hate as much. Y'all, welcome back. I'm super excited this week because Vance is leading this episode and I'm stoked for it. 
There's been a handful of recent events lately uh, involving college athletes and, and COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. And in my opinion, and certainly advances, that's a big deal. Uh, entertainers have shaped the you know racial and political and socioeconomic climate of America, I mean, pretty much forever. I mean, certainly going back to the Beatles when they refused to play segregated shows. So, I mean, that obviously had a huge impact on profits for these, you know, segregated venues, these, these racist venues. So they had to change their ways because, you know, you got to continue business because dollars, y'all. Same thing is, you know, when the transgender bathroom nonsense was going on, Bruce Springsteen canceled shows in North Carolina. I mean, that financial impact is seemingly what drives the uh, the political climate and, you know, socio climate here. So anyway, it actually goes even further back. If we wanted, I mean, one I found uh, that I found incredibly interesting, Duke Ellington. Uh, had a woman in his band named Freddie Washington. She was black, but I guess she was so light-skinned. Uh, I mean, it, you know, as a quick little side note, she was so light-skinned, she was able to go get ice cream in a whites-only ice cream shop. And then she bought like 12 of them, walked outside, and gave them to all her black bandmates, which is hilarious because she was just messing with just racist jerks from back in the day. But, but my, my point is, these types of moments in our history, they're punctuated by large-scale entertainers and entertainment acts and how they address the issues at hand. I mean, it, it says something about us as a people that we listen to musicians and sports figures more than anyone else for social guidance. But, but regardless, college football is a huge source of entertainment, for, certainly for Americans. And now, lately, college athletes, they have a voice. I mean, they got a Twitter page and they can post whatever they want. And, and seemingly, a lot of these guys are using it for positive social change. And good on them. I think it's great. And Vance does too, so so strap in, y'all, because Vance is driving the train, and this is a good one. Enjoy. Y'all, welcome back. I am super excited for this one. I've done a couple of God talks so far uh, with, with a Christian believer, with a Christian pastor, and with an atheist. And this week, I'm talking with a guy that's, um, he's none of those things. He's not even close. Uh, I love this dude. I've known him forever. He's got an interesting perspective on God and how he interacts with God. And uh, honestly, I've been looking forward to having him on uh, for a while now to talk about his beliefs. There is definitely some strong language on this one, y'all. So uh, buckle up and enjoy. Y'all, welcome back. I am super excited about this one. Uh, I've done a couple of God talks so far. Had a pastor, had a, had a Christian believer, had an atheist. And this week I'm talking with a guy, a good buddy of mine, who is none of those things. Uh, not really even close. He's got an interesting perspective on God and how he interacts with God. And uh, I mean, yeah, honestly, I've been looking forward to having him on to talk about this for a while now. There is... Definitely some strong language here, so uh, so brace yourself for that. But uh, but otherwise, genuinely, thank you for listening and enjoy. Y'all, we're just gonna quick edit here. It took me entirely too long to think of the restaurant that I wanted. Hoo Hot Mongolian Grill. Also, there's places called Genghis Grill. I'm sure there's plenty others. Stir fry, you know, veggies, meat, pasta. You get the idea. All right, back to the show. Y'all, welcome back. I'm super excited right now. Um, I haven't done a solo show in quite a while, so hope you're ready for a one-man band this week. Uh, we were going to, Eric, Vance, and I, we're going to interview a super interesting person. Uh, she has an absolutely crazy job. I mean, at least it is to me. But, you know, like, uh, stuff, life happens, so we're pushing that back to next week. But uh, definitely check that out, y'all. It's going to be, uh, she's she's just way smarter than we are. And uh, one night, Eric and I were texting, and he put it perfectly, quote, the show is better when we interview people smarter than us, end quote. And he's, he's totally right. So instead tonight, I don't really have a, a script 
just going to kind of wing this one. And it, basically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preview or talk about all the half-baked ideas that I've been working on for some future episodes or whatever. Gonna Basically, we're going to do a clip show of, uh, of sorts, but all the clips are of shows that haven't been made yet. So... It's like it's like time traveling, y'all. Get get excited. This one's gonna be fun because um, I uh, I do I want to do uh, one here soon on a guest on a, on a buddy of mine. Um, he runs his own IT business and started years ago. But right now, I mean, when during this COVID thing and everyone's working from home, like his perspective on uh, work life balance these days and and just you know the idea the, the ever blossoming working from home. Like I would argue right now, like. It's probably the highest percentage of society, at least in America. Like, look, we're not going to go. Like, I, I know that other countries are rebounding faster. And look, I'm not even going to because why? Why? I don't want to be depressed right now. Let's let's not worry about that. But right now, I'd imagine, I, I'd argue Americans. I bet we have the highest percentage of people working from home. I mean, compared to probably any time in human history. I mean, certainly any time since, you know, the electricity or the certainly since the Internet, you know, but like simply because of the Internet. And be, you know, so this dude works I.T. And, you know, the, clearly everybody needs I.T. now probably more than ever before. But with everybody working from home, you know, everybody, as many people as we've ever had, you know, a lot of people. I think this is I think this is like a formative moment. Uh, for just like us as Americans and maybe for society as a whole, everybody paused worldwide, but certainly Americans are, are this sort of weird half pausey thing we're doing right now. But I think we're being forced to take stock uh, of our own societal behavior, maybe. I mean, I know uh, just colloquially I've seen here and there, but like RVs and like campers and stuff are being sold out. And uh, we tried to buy uh, my kid a sleeping bag and literally multiple stores were sold out and like Amazon was sold out. Like we were trying to just get her like a pink. So anyways, and then they're sold. So like it, it's at least for a moment making people kind of maybe look around. Like I hope, I mean, I genuinely hope that like in 50 years from now, we'll have an entirely different society. I mean, I think we will just based on technology, no matter what, but on the angle we take on the approach that we have moving forward, human beings as, as a whole, I think this is, this is a breaking point uh, from past behaviors, from past, you know, it, I don't even know, like not, not like, you know, just like, uh, I hope 50 years from now, I mean, we'll be an entirely different society. Now, I mean, probably based on technology alone will be an entirely different society, but I think the, the point of view we attempt to adopt now matters. I, I think this is potentially a breaking point from the past, from, from past behaviors, from, you know, from learned behaviors that we really didn't even choose or even realize that we do and have, you know, like old habits, really, kind of. That maybe if we could, if we could uh, erase some of those, I think moving forward we could be I mean, what we could be could be obviously I'm not even smart enough to go there, but I think it would be amazing if we actually started teaching equality and teaching, you know, what what we could become as a species if we were able to unite, you know what I mean, would be amazing. And I think a big part of that and another episode that I want to do is therapy or counseling or any form of of personal delving into your own psyche and why you act the way you act. Uh, I went to a counselor for a bit after uh, my dad passed and we recently moved so i'll be finding a new one here in town once you know if ever so maybe i'll just be doing like zoom or skype once or whatever but anyways uh, i think that's a huge part of our generation or just people nowadays 
Because I don't know. I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's for anyone and everyone. Age is not a factor, but it seems you know maybe forties and under ish are starting to do it more, or at least talking about it more. The, the idea of going to a therapist or a counselor doesn't matter. Call whoever you want to call. It doesn't. The, the, the terminology is not the point. It's it's admitting that talking out your issues is healthy. I think is a new thing, or at least for me seems to be a new thing. I, I don't remember having ever heard my parents talk about it or anyone else's parents or teachers or anyone that was significantly older than me. I don't remember that being discussed really ever. But nowadays, a lot of people I know, a lot of friends and, and relatives and coworkers, and my, I mean, myself included, have gone to counselors or therapists or just, you know, again, anybody, it doesn't matter. Point is the idea of, being vulnerable enough to a admit that maybe you're not perfect. You know what I mean? Like we, I think we do that a lot just as, as humans or Americans or, you know, maybe everybody else, I don't know. But the idea that I've got all my stuff together at all times, I'm definitely, I got this, that facade I think is starting to fall. And I think it's for the best. I think it's for the, for the betterment of society. If we can all admit that we do have flaws, I think that's one way to unite any and all cultures, but certainly if we can teach that to the younger generations and not even teach it because it can't be taught. It has to be shown. It has to be demonstrated. And if that's something that we could demonstrate by working on ourselves, I think that's a way to significantly impact the future. But that's what I want to have on. Uh, I've got a friend who does – she is a therapist. Uh, I, I would you know, just love to get her point of view. I mean, you know, delve into that topic from a person that clearly knows more than me as you listen to me spout whatever it is I just said. <laughs> Hopefully it made sense. Sense. But the point is, I would love to have her on. So I mean, that that's you know, look for these in future episodes. Um, also, and this is just kind of this is I have this on the background. Uh, Rick Steves Europe shout out. It's a great show on Hulu. But uh, right now specifically, it, it's 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 interesting to me for two reasons. Uh, one, it it shows large public gatherings of people. I mean, in, in beautiful cities all across Europe that are just, you know, breathtaking and gorgeous to look at. But the idea of just large scale, just a lot of people in one place, it's weird. I forget, you know what I mean? And then and also, secondly, I guess it, it shows how much more space we as Americans have than compared to I mean, likely most of Europe, like, like in Europe, people live in apartments, like just having Ashley on last week talking about like everybody lives in a flat that I think she said hers was like 400 square feet, 500 is like small. And so the idea of getting out and going to like a public park, you know, with like a water fountain in the middle of it or something like that sounds delightful. Here in America, though, <laughs> we have enough space for people to build houses with their own water fountains in the front yard or the backyard, or, you know, like uh, as Americans... We want our own stuff, <laughs> you know. It's so like so. We want our own stuff so much so that we we would leave England just to tell the king that hey, look, too bad. We want our own stuff now. Like we wanted our own stuff so much that when we got here, someone else was already living here. But we we told them the same thing. Look, too bad. We want our own stuff. So we're gonna actually we want your stuff to be our stuff, and and we went to war with them over it. <laughs> which, uh, you know, the differences between Europe and America would be, I, mean, you could, I could probably do, like anybody could do episodes on that. There's so many, the differences are vast, but that's just one of them. But also w war and, and fighting. Like, it is, it's a topic I want to cover 
but I, I have no experience with any level of anything even remotely close to war. Like both of my grandfathers, uh, one was Navy, one was Army. But that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's the closest to the concept of war that I have any. Like that's nothing. You know what I mean? Like so clearly I don't understand it from any type of personal point of view. But I mean, at least as, as, a, as a bigger picture, I, you know, in the small little Googlings I've done or whatever, like we've been going to war since at least 2700 BCE. Like that, at least the, the first war that people are, are aware of was in Mesopotamia in 2700 BCE between Sumer and Elam. Uh, the Sumerians under command of King of Kish and Embarazi. He defeated and they defeated the Elamites. I'm positive I nailed those pronunciations, 100%. Either way, the war was like 5,000 years ago, give or take or whatever. And you can believe whatever you want about the origins of humanity. I know I talk God and we talk God on this a lot. We we could be 200,000 years old based on the remains that have been found in Ethiopia, or we could be 6,000 years old based on the genealogies of the Bible. I don't care what you believe. Believe whatever you want because it affects nothing about this fact that no matter how old you think we are, at least 5,000 years has been full of war. <laughs> like 5,000 years of human progress and we're still going to war today. Like Much like uh, Eric and I when we were talking, I think it was two, two weeks back now with Amanda, uh, people love to argue. We love to debate. We, we love it. But we also love to fight. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to do an episode on war. I, I, I don't actually know anybody. So, you know, of my millions of listeners out there, if you have any, any experience of any kind or even a secondhand story, I, I don't care. I'd, I'd do an episode. So that'd be fun. I also want to do an episode on fighting, like just like actually one-on-one fighting and like the, the you know, like the history of it. Like it goes back to the orange, origins of human record keeping, like since forever. We've been at least boxing, if not Greco-Roman wrestling. Like, it, you know, we've been doing that since forever. And we've been sitting around watching it. Like, you know, I actually, I, I got to visit the Coliseum once and, and just w- walking around it. You, you just picture all the battles in your mind, you know, little fights or whatever you want to call them that used to take place right in the center of that ring. In front of people, like lions, viciously ripping people apart in front of entire families who were watching and cheering and clapping. Like, like we, we love watching violence, y'all. Like, we, we just do. No, no, okay. We have evolved. Uh, I mean, we prefer, we prefer our violence, at least nowadays, where both sides are willing. Uh, you know, they're not like... You know, prisoners thrown to lions. <laughs> like we prefer, like a Conor McGregor or you know, like an Anderson Silva. Like I admit, I should know. I watch MMA, but I don't know all the new fighters' names. Anyways, doesn't matter. We prefer dudes that are like they get to choose to fight, and they get paid quite well for it. But they got to choose to show up. So like we, now that we can take that guilt away of them being forced to do it, now we can feel good about them beating each other to smithereens because, you know, they both wanted to be here. We love it. Like we, we love it so much. So I definitely want to do like a fighting MMA style or, you know, just, you know, even judo goes back forever. And even before that, it doesn't matter. Point, point is we love fighting. Like Americans, <laughs> lordy, the, the, batter, the battle of Bull Run, one of the early first, I don't know, one of the early battles of the Civil War, uh, people showed up to watch the war in person. They showed up to watch people. They sat down with food and watched live bullets fly across a field and, and actually hit people and kill people. Now, 
to their credit, they didn't expect a lot of killing. Uh, I guess apparently it was widely assumed uh, that the war would, you know, it would end pretty quickly and not a lot of death and it would be like a quick surrender or something. So, I mean, I'll give them credit for that. Uh, you know, th- th- I guess they didn't expect a ton. But, like, regardless, you showed up to watch a war. Like, you knew they had guns. You knew they had ammunition. Like, even if you thought it would only be a few bullets, like, you still, we love it that much that we still went. Even though it was just like, well, maybe only a few will die. Like, you still showed up to see only a few die. You, you showed up. Like, people used to, like, the public executions, people would go all the time just to watch that. I mean, sure, we were bereft of entertainment admittedly there was nothing else going on but like you still had a chessboard at the house like you could have done that you know what i mean instead of going to watch someone be beheaded but we still did we just there is an attraction to i mean conflict but that's not even conflict like there's an attraction to maybe deep down we you know we we all are, are intrigued by death i mean but that's the thing we are i think everybody is intrigued by death but I mean, look, I don't know, but it's probably why I find the topic of religion so fascinating, at least one of the many reasons I find religion so fascinating, because all religions, I mean, at least, like, at least most, everyone I can think of, which obviously I don't know all of them, I don't probably know many, I mean, you know, I can name like four or five, anyways, all the ones I can think of, they, they all advocate for peace. Like, all of them. Like, sure, like, look, a few passages in, in in any book. And, I mean, not even just religious texts. Like, you can probably pick any book and take a couple sentences out of that book and you can make them sound bad and whatever. And, yes, religious books, all of them have bad stuff. I'm not saying fine, fine. But overall, best I can tell, all religions want peace. And, like, over 70% of the world is religious. Like, Christians is, like, 2 billion. Like, Islam, I think, has 2 billion. Like, Hindus have over a billion. Like, that's right there is well over 50% of the world just in those three. I mean, there's plenty of others that are smaller. Like, like, why aren't we more peaceful? (laughs) Why why is there still so much war? And and you know what I mean? Like, and look, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm... I can be a huge jerk. I know that about myself. I was recently. I mean, everybody is, I suppose, but I certainly was, and I don't like it, but it's who I am. You know what I mean? I guess I have to admit it, and maybe, even though, look, I fully preach peace. Like, I'm constantly stopping my kids from fighting. Like, I, like, <laughs> I guess I could, all right, I, I am. I'm constantly stopping my kids from fighting. I don't want them to fight. I don't want anybody to fight. Like, not, you know, unless you're, you know, McGregor, you know what I mean? Man, I didn't know. Um, I, I, yeah, let's go here. I don't know that I want my kids going to church uh, that early. Since we're on, I'm just going to go with it. It's it's tough. Now, I, I loved what Ashley said last week, that uh, showing kids you know, the light and the beauty that is there at an early age and teaching them to look for it at an early age, like, that's a beautiful thing. I, will, I can't, I don't even want to discredit that, but I couldn't if I wanted to. Um, I guess my more more my point though is like and look I have no data I have no information to back up this theory so like I, I'm ju- I'm just I'm just not sure I want my children going to church super young I mean right now they're four and two and like look their minds are still processing basic concepts like like remembering to wash their hands after going to the bathroom so like if you can't even do that yet. Why are we then adding the concept of eternity or heaven and hell or judgment from a deity? Why are we adding that to the mix when my kids, I mean, my kids still put their shoes on the wrong feet. So are we really adding, you know, all of that to it? Like they still don't know, like, you know, they can count to like, my son can count to like 30. 
maybe 40. He can't even count to 100. And we're going to try and talk to him about infinity, about forever, about the soul. Like, I just, I just, I'm not saying that it, it and, and Eric brought up a good point as well. Like, he, it, it's it's the same, or at least it's similar. I, I, you know, I'm not going to like, listen to the episode because anything Eric says is smarter than what I can attempt to paraphrase what he said because he's smarter than me. Essentially, he said it's very similar to politics and knowing and telling your children who you vote for, which I at the moment was I, I tried to make a mental note of like, I don't want to tell my kids who I'm voting for now. Like that's I don't want them to have that preconceived notion. If they disagree with me, I want them to disagree on their own merits. I don't want them to agree with me simply because before they were old enough to reason, before they were old enough to poke holes in an argument, whatever the argument is, any type of religion, any type of politic, any type of of morality that isn't obviously just don't kill people. You know what I mean? Anything that goes out on any type of a limb, be it the most mundane activity to, you know, heaven and hell, quite an unmundane activity, any of those, why are you trying to shape their minds that early teach them right from wrong and then let them make their own decision now look am i going to mess up am i going to do of course like look i'm not i just i just don't know that i want to add that all god stuff in yet they just they just seem awfully young so i mean you know look because and maybe here's why because i don't know which one's right and and the more I think about it, and the more I, I, you know, I've interviewed maybe six people about it, seven people, I don't even know, it doesn't matter. But the, the more I'm trying to do some of these, the more I'm really wrestling with the concept. I'm trying to think, it, is it possible that everyone is correct about the afterlife? Everyone. Like, it's such a deeply personal and individual experience that somehow everyone has a different answer. Like, how's that possible? Like, even if you took two old married people, they've sat next to each other in church for 40 years. But if you took one to one room and one to another room, separated them and gave them 1,000 questions on a piece of paper, all about God and sin and heaven and, and afterlife and soul and being and reincarnation, 1,000, if not 10,000, 1,000, 1,000, they will at least disagree about one of those questions for sure. Any two people, you pick any two people in the world and do it over and over and over again, do it as many people as you want. There's no chance that they agree on if you ask them, say, 10,000 questions. Just, and I know I'm being, but just go with me. That's the point. At least a small percentage of everybody disagrees with everybody else on a concept as simple as does God exist, yes or no. But then when you break it down, well, what type of God are we talking about? You know, the, the Christian God, are we talking about a, a judgmentally God, or is it more like a. That, there's so many different facets of even just the Christian faith. I mean, there's Baptist and Catholic and Methodist, and, and they all technically believe something slightly different. How's that possible? How's that possible? They can't all be wrong. So what if they're all right? Every single one of them. And I don't know how to make that make sense just yet, but that's kind of my point. Is I don't know that I would want to push my kids in any one direction because it, Why? I don't know if it's right, and if they're all right, then they can't be wrong. And so, why are we pushing big style details? But look, I, you know, it's—I admit this is probably more interesting to me than me. And maybe I hope it's interesting to y'all. I'll tell you that. I hope anybody listening that's made it—I mean, I think this is only going to be about a twenty-minute episode. But if you made it twenty minutes into me rambling without anything, <laughs> anything concrete to go on, I appreciate you. But um, 
yeah, hopefully, uh, I, I honestly, the, the God stuff is just super interesting to me. And hopefully it is for you too. Next week, I promise, uh, I'll, I'll be back. We'll be back to normal. Uh, the Eric and Vance should be back with me. We have an incredible guest, like I said. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I, I do believe, I think you're going to love it. Cause like, it's just, it's wild to me that how they can do what they do every day. Anyways. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah. See you then.